Amen. Let's just go ahead and lift up our arms before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word goes forth and never returns to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper in the things where you send it. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to just take over this service. Take over this service. Have your way among us. And I thank you, Lord, that my speech and my preaching are not filled with enticing words of men's wisdom, but that they are in demonstration of your spirit and of your power, that our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that your anointing here tonight is a tangible anointing to be felt by everyone here. All of you, all of you here, Lord. Less of me. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement with that prayer said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to see you out here tonight. Amen. I'm feeling pretty good. My Niners won tonight. Amen. (laughs) That was a good game. Glory to God. Amen. But I got a better word for you than what the Niners can give to you. Amen. Got some good news for you, praise God. So I want you to go ahead and uh, open up your Bibles to, uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. You know, we're just coming right up on on the uh, holiday season right now. And, um, you know, things can get really busy. Things can get really hectic this time of the year. But, you know, we're coming into the end of 2012. And uh, for some of us, 2012 has been a great year, right? Some of us, for some of us, it hasn't been a great year. But uh, either way, the word that the Lord has given to me to encourage you with is to encourage you to finish strong in 2012. Amen? We want to finish strong This year, praise God. I believe that this year has been the year of the favor of God as it has been proclaimed by Pastor Mark. Amen. And, uh, you know, the year's not over yet. So, uh, praise God, our eyes, our necks should be stuck open. Amen. And forward looking for the favor of God to be manifest in our lives. Amen. And, um. This morning, I sat in the 9 o'clock service, and as uh, Pastor Mark was ministering, I turned to my wife, and I said, he's preaching my message. He's starting to preach my message. Amen? So, you know, praise God. The Holy Spirit is the same. Amen? And uh, that just confirmed to me that uh, I was hooked up with the Holy Ghost, and so was Pastor Mark. Amen? And God bless them. I, I just thank God for wonderful pastors and pastors, Mark and Brenda. I thank God that we have a man and a woman of God who hear from the Lord. Amen. And proclaim the word of God uncompromisingly. Amen. All right. We're here in uh, Philippians chapter 3. We want to finish this year strong. And uh, some of us, you know, at the beginning of 2012, we may have heard the word of the Lord. We may have gotten personal inspiration from the Holy Spirit himself that this was going to be a special year. But maybe things have not turned out the way that you thought they might or expected them to. But I want you to 
to know this, that the race is not over yet. And the way that God has set up the rules for this race is it's not over until we win. Amen. Amen. And that's the attitude that we ought to have going into 2013. Amen. That maybe things didn't work out perfectly like you would have wanted or what you thought God would do in your life. Amen. But 2012 is not over yet. And so I encourage us, every one of us, to finish strong. Let's read here in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. It says here, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse 14 reads, Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so, praise God, the first thing that we are supposed to do in finishing strong is to put the past behind us. Amen? Whatever has happened in 2012, it's happened. You can't change the past. You can't manipulate things to, to, to change what, what happened. But what you can do is you can alter your future. Amen? And that is by positioning yourself before the Lord to hear, what is it, Lord, that you have for me in, the, in this last month of this year? What is it that you have for me in 2013? Because you know what? Paul said, look, you need to forget what's behind you. And you need to keep your eyes trained or fixed on what's in front of you. Amen? Because everything that God has for you is in front of you. Amen? You may have had some great things happen in 2012. And that's great. Praise God. We're looking forward to the future. Amen? And Paul admonishes us that we are to press toward the mark. Amen? And so we want to look what's ahead of us. Don't look at what's behind. Whatever has happened, has happened. Amen? And Pastor Mark administered that this morning. He said, you know, when you're running a race, you never see somebody uh, in, a, in a world-class track meet looking behind them as they're trying to win the race. No, their eyes are fixed on that one thing, and that is, amen, first place, the prize, winning the race. And that's the attitude that we need to have. Things may have happened. Things may, you know, you may have had some setbacks. But praise God, the prize is in front of you, not behind you. Amen? Amen? Okay, so we cannot look behind. The other thing that we need to do is we need to position ourselves to win. We need to position ourselves to win. Just like in a race. And you know what the race that we're running in? is not a short 50-yard dash. It is an endurance race. And, you know, throughout the race, you always have to have a strategy about how you're going to go ahead and kick it into high gear toward the end. But you have to be in position so that you can win, right? Without being in position to win, you're going to have to work harder rather than smarter to, to come up and, and to come out ahead in the race. So God wants you to position yourself in preparation for the win. How do you prepare yourself? Well, the Bible says that, that we are to call unto him and he will answer us and show us great and mighty things which we do not know. Amen? God's got plans for us. But if you're busy with things that have no 
intrinsic value to the kingdom of God. And God knows this time of the year, this season, we can get really caught up in the busyness of the holidays rather than finding out what does the Lord say? What is the, what is the Lord preparing me for in 2013? Because, you know, it, it, I mean, it's great when we can sit down and eat a lot of turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and all that stuff. Praise God for it. But, you know, you can't slow yourself down. And you can't allow yourself to get distracted by this Christmas party or this holiday party or, you know, this is what they're going to do at the office for the, the holidays. That's nice, but don't let that be the focus of this time of the year. Your focus ought to be on what is God preparing me for in 2013? Because I'm, I'm not going to just, you know, limp to the finish line on December 31st. I'm running into 2013 at full speed. Amen. There's something called momentum, right? And you want to carry some forward momentum going into next year. But you can't carry any momentum if you're dragging, if you're distracted, if you're just too busy to hear from God. Amen. Amen. So we want to get the plan from God. Let's look here in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Glory to God. We are preparing to win this race. We are finishing strong in 2012. Let's look here in Proverbs chapter 16. Um, if you have the message translation, uh, I think this probably brings it out best. I'll read it out of uh, King James first. But out of the uh, message translation, I think it'll make it a little bit more clear. It says here in verse 1, the preparations of the hardened man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts shall be established. The message translation says this. Mortals make elaborate plans. But God has the last word. Humans are satisfied with whatever looks good. You know, there are a lot of things that look good this time of the year. Until you see the credit card bill in February. <laughs> God probes for what is good. Put God in charge of your work. Then what you've planned will take place. So we want to get what is God's plan? What is God's plan? Lord, what, how am I supposed to run this race? How am I supposed to position myself? How am I supposed to put my, myself in a place where something is going to break loose in the spiritual realm? And I'm going to be in position, praise God, to receive. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So we want to prepare to position ourselves. Let's look here in Proverbs. We're in Proverbs. Let's look in, in Proverbs chapter 19. And let's look here in verse 20. Proverbs 19, and let's look here in verse 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter end. How many of you want to be wise in, your, in the latter part of this year? Amen? I want to move with wisdom. I don't want to just waste time this month, this coming month of December. 
But I want to put myself in a place where I'm hearing from God, where I hear very clearly from him. And he tells me what it is that we're supposed to do, my, myself, my wife, and my son, Seth, so that we can be positioned, praise God, for some great things in 2013. I believe that 2013 is going to be a supernatural year. Amen. Amen. I just believe that there's going to be uh, just an outpouring of divine appointments for God's people. Where God is just going to hook up uh, us as believers with people in the world or other believers elsewhere, praise God, that are going to be positioned and, and moved by the Lord into certain places where, praise God, it's just going to be easy victory. Amen? Amen. Yeah. But you know what? If we're, not being in, if we're not putting ourselves in position, if we're not hearing what the Spirit of the Lord says, we can totally miss it. You know, um, I'll just use football as an analogy. How many of you ever watched a game where, you know, the quarterback goes back, drops back, and throws a timing route, and there's no one to be found from his team except the defensive back waiting to intercept the ball? What happened? The receiver didn't get the play. The receiver didn't follow the plan. And so what happened was the play was either broken up or it resulted in a total failure, which would, have been, which would be an interception. And I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to look back at 2012 and say, you know what? I, uh, I missed it. I got caught up in the last part of the year. I got caught up in the holiday festivities and just completely missed it. And then, you know, you're trying to desperately... Get back into things on New Year's Eve, right? By making all these New Year's resolutions like, I'm going to drop 50 pounds this year and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? God has more than just dropping weight. Amen? Come on. God has some great things for us. Amen? Glory to God. So, one, we need to forget what's behind us, right? Not look behind us. Two, we have to position ourselves. The Lord says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, that he has thoughts and plans for us. Amen. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give us hope in an expected outcome. Amen. God wants to give you something to look forward to. God's got great things ahead of you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. God's got great things ahead of you. Amen. He does. You need to grab that. You need to embrace that. Amen. And no matter what happened this year, no matter what happened last year or whatever, look forward to what God is doing in your life in 2013. Amen. So we, we're forgetting the past. We're positioning ourselves in the future, let's look here in Hebrews chapter 12. We're running this race, and we're going to finish strong. So let's look here in Hebrews chapter 12. Here's another, I like to call this another race scripture, another racing scripture, because praise God, Paul always used the analogy of a race. It says here in Hebrews chapter 12, We're going to start reading here in verse 1. 
Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want to I bring your focus to this word weight. Because Paul says that there's a weight and then there's sin that can slow us down, that can drag us down, that can keep us from finishing the race that the Lord has for us. You know, weight is not necessarily sin. Weight can be a person, like a relationship. It could be a, a situation or circumstance that you find yourself in. It could be a number of things, a number of things that could be distracting or keeping you from finishing the race or slowing you down. I, I mean, you don't see a, a, a sprinter like Usain Bolt putting on lead slacks, huh? a backpack, right, before a race. No, he is putting on the lightest shoes the lightest, most aerodynamic outfit that he can run in so that he can put himself in a position to win the race. He has no weight except his own weight, the weight of his own body that he's carrying. And the Lord is saying here through the, through the Apostle Paul that we are to lay aside every weight. You may find yourself in... A situation or, or maybe in a relationship. Maybe there are certain people in your life that aren't necessarily going to help you accomplish what God has for you. And what Paul is saying is, look, you need to drop the weight. Amen? You need to let go of that. Lay it aside. Because if, if somebody is not helping you progress in the things of God... In fulfilling the will of God for your life, you need to examine that closely and say, is this person supposed to be in my life or not in my life? Or there may be a situation or circumstance in your life that may look good, but it's not necessarily God. I know that uh, there was a time in, in uh, our lives, uh, my wife and myself, when uh, we had been spending a lot of time in prayer. We were putting ourselves in position to finding out what the plan of God was. And we lived in a certain part of the country, and the Lord was telling us that we had to move to a different part of the country. Well, that was really clear in our hearts, but what wasn't clear was how we were going to do it. How many of you have been there, huh? You got the, this is what I have for you, but how? Well, you, you know, that's a walk of faith. And so, you know, uh, we believed that... Uh, that the Lord was leading us to move out to a different part of the country. And uh, I was working for a particular company at the time. And um, I had developed a good rapport with some of our client, my company's clients. And one day I had just uh, traveled down to visit a really good client. And uh, the president of the company was part of the meeting that I was in. The, the, the president of the, the client company that I was meeting. And uh, he asked me, Rich, are uh, you doing anything for lunch today? You know, we had we'd finished up our meeting, negotiated some things, and I said, no, you know what, I, I don't have any plans. He says, well, here, I'll, 
I'll take you out for lunch. And I said, well, you know, really, I should take you out for lunch. You're, you're my client. And he said, no, 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 let, let, me, let me treat. So, you know, he has me get in his car, and we're riding off to this place. And, and uh, we sit down at the table to have lunch. And he says, you know, um, we're looking for a person to fulfill this executive position at our company. And your name keeps coming up. And uh, now this company was nowhere near where we believe that the Lord was taking us to. This was closer to where we were already living. And uh, this this man, the, the president of his company of this company, he's he said, um, "Your name keeps coming up, and we think that you would be a really good fit in this position with." Our company. So I'd like to know if you were interested. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm really flattered by the offer. Now my flesh was starting to, you know, rise up. <laughs> you know, because, you know, and it's not necessarily your flesh, but your mind gets to, you know, the, the gears start to think. And it's like, oh, this might be God here. You know, he's talking about promotion. He's talking about something great, you know. And, 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 I, and uh, but then my spirit caught me and said, this is not of me. And uh, he said, um, well, what is it? Is it money? And he, he, takes, a, he takes the napkin at, at the table and he says, here, write down what you want. And it's like, wow, now my mind and my flesh are really working here. And it's like, oh, Jesus, help me, you know. But deep down in my heart, I knew, wait a minute, this is not according to the plan. The plan was, we're going to point B. He's saying, this guy is saying, stay at point A. Now, he's going to pay me well to pay, stay in point A, but this was not of God. And see, that's the attitude that you have to have. You almost have to run with blinders on, right? You have to run focused on the prize. And the prize was not that position. Now, I left that meeting thinking, you idiot. How did you just walk away from that? You could have named your price. He would have paid you. But it wasn't, it wasn't with the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I learned some lessons prior to that. That if, and, and this is just like what Pastor Mark was ministering. If God is not in it, if you're not vitally connected to the vine in this, look, it may be good for a season, but it's not going to last that long. Amen. But see, with the things of God, praise God, those things are eternal. And so I made up my mind. It's like, okay, I'm not even going to approach this again. You know, I'm not going to bring it up again. And, uh, And some of you, you know, you may be in that position right now. There may be an opportunity where you can make more money or there might be a better job elsewhere, but it might take you out of the will of God. And you need to understand where you are to be positioned. Amen. That's why it's so what Pastor Mark was saying this morning. It's so important that we abide in him, that we commune with him, that we spend time fellowshipping with him. Hearing his voice, amen? Speaking to him. You know, you can talk to the Lord, amen? Talk to the Lord like you talk to your girlfriend, amen? Or buddy, whatever. 
Because he is a friend. And he wants to help you and he wants to work with you and he wants to lead you. Amen. He has those plans and those thoughts for welfare and for peace and not for evil. Amen. Amen. God's not looking to trick you into anything. And you know what? Praise God. It wasn't, but maybe a couple weeks later, I approached my boss and told him, you know what? Um, I don't know how else to explain this to you other than, you know, God is leading us to this place. And I know that, you know, I know that you guys really like me working here in this town and, and in this industry, but I got to do what, you know, God has for me to do. And you know what he said? He said, you know what? Go ahead and just go back home. Tell your wife that everything's going to be okay. We will pay for you to move to that other city. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you ever moved and had somebody move you, not, you know, call the U-Haul, but, you know, but actually have somebody come up with the moving van. My company ended up paying for me to relocate so that I could stay in the plan of God. Amen. You know, that's why I, I strongly believe in what the word says, that the wealth of the world is laid up for the just. You know, the Bible says that God never sends a soldier into battle at his own charge. God will always provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. And he is your provider. Amen. And whatever he's called you to do, he's going to make that way for you. Amen. He is the way maker. Praise God. But you know what? If I had gotten sidetracked, if I had allowed my mind or my flesh to get in the way, that obstacle, that weight to move into position and blur my vision or change my decision, I would have missed it all. And you know what? When we followed the Lord into that city, God blessed us tremendously. We got involved with a church. We helped plant a church in this city, in this urban area. And praise God, we were used of God in, so many, in such wonderful ways. Praise God. I mean, it was just a real growing experience. In fact, it was really just preparation for coming out here to California. Amen? But see, that's how God works. He's never, you know, this is the thing. It's a process, folks. You never, the race never ends. Amen? You could check out of your body, but your race is still going on, even if you're up in glory in heaven. Amen? But your race never ends. And your race never ends until you win. Praise God. So I'm just always looking to be on the, the winning side. Praise God. So we want to forget what's behind us. Amen. I believe in repetition. You know, Pastor Mark says I'm a teacher and I am a teacher. I, I believe in repetition. You know, you got to drill something in the people at least seven times before it sticks. Um, so you don't want to forget or you want to forget the past. Two, you want to position yourself. Three, you want to drop the weight. Amen. And four, let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And let's look at verse 13. Actually, let's look at 14. It says, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
You know, when God gives you a plan, when God tells you this is what you're supposed to do, it's not like everything is just automatic, that everything's just going to fall right into place and it's just going to be a hunky-dory ride. No, that's just the beginning of it. You have to walk it out by faith. Amen? And that's why it says here that we are to press, press our way. Pastor Mark, that's why I said Pastor Mark was preaching my message, so, you know, if you got this this morning, praise God, you'll get it again. But he, he was talking about pressing, pressing the pressure. Pressing the pressure. You're going to have some resistance. You're going to have some things that maybe just don't fall your way automatically because that's what God says. And you might have to just work a little bit harder, but praise God, that's the fun part. And it may not seem like fun at the very beginning, but if you don't give up, if you don't cave in and quit, praise God, you will get to where you need to be. Praise God. We need to press toward the mark. Press toward the mark. Let's look here in Isaiah chapter... um, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. It says here in verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. The Bible also tells us that the just shall live by faith. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But what does it mean to be diligent? It means to be purposeful. That that means dedicated. That means committed. That really means sold out. You need to be sold out to what God has for you. So much so that if the situations or circumstances that you're facing are contrary to what you believe God is leading you to, you just have to press your way. Amen? And that's more easily said than done. But see, that's why communing with Him, spending time in the Word, confessing the Word, speaking the Word over yourselves is so vitally important. Amen? Because when you build up your spirit man, when you build up the inner man, praise God, when you live, amen, in God, as as Pastor Mark administered this morning, when you're abiding in Him, praise God, you know what? It's not just you going at it alone. It's the Lord with you, side by side with you all the way. Amen? You're not alone in this, praise God. And, you know, that, that situation that I told you about when we moved, my company said, you know, we'll help you move. But I still had to find a place. So, you know, my wife and I, we went to this city. And it was like, you know, we visited there before, but we never really knew the neighborhoods or anything like that. So, you know, it was just a walk of faith that we just allow the Lord to just lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. And the Bible does say that He goes before us to show us where we are to pitch our tent. And I believe that. And so we were just trying to be led of the Lord. You know, that's, uh, that's where you have to have an uncluttered heart. 
That's why we talk about dropping the weights, right? And laying aside that sin that would slow you down. See, because when, when your life is cluttered with things, with distractions, with thoughts, with anything that is not in alignment with the Word of God or the will of God, you may end up hearing those things more than you hear the voice of God. And you can miss it. And then you wonder, well, Brother Hing, it didn't work for me. I was following the Lord. Well, were you really? Or were you following the pizza that you had that night? Or were you following what your mama told you? I mean, you have to, you have to dig in deep before the Lord and find out, Lord, what is it? And then, after you've spent some time with him, Praise God, you will recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, leading of the Holy Spirit. My wife can call me. She doesn't even have to say, hi, Richard, this is Frankie. I know her voice. She'll just say, hey. And I'll say, hey. (laughs) We know it's each other because we've spent time with one another. We know each other's voice. Well, the the more time that you spend with the Lord, you'll, you'll recognize his voice. Amen? Jesus said that my sheep will know me by my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So as we were looking for a place to live, we found this wonderful apartment building in the middle of the city. And, um, and uh, we, we were looking at uh, one of these units and we thought, wow, this, this looks like it could be it. You know, but we had one more place to look, and we told, we told the, uh, the building manager, well, we've got one more place to look, and then we'll come back if, if, if that doesn't work out. Now, we made, an, we made an error in judgment. We were actually trying to be spiritual. We said we had to pray about it. When, after all, it was really just, you know, we should have just grabbed it when we had the opportunity. And uh, don't look at me like that, because I know you've been, you've been down that road before yourselves. But uh, anyway, we, uh, we you know, took the subway, we went to another part of town, looked at this place, it was horrible. It's like, all right, let's get back on the subway, let's get back to this place. We go back, and the woman says, it's taken. Man, talk about getting your balloon popped. And it's like, oh, Lord, what do we do? So we just went before the Lord, and we just said, Lord, you know, you just have to forgive us. We missed it. And, uh, you know, the next day it was like, we, even, we didn't even want to look for any place. You know, we were, I mean, like, you know, you ever felt discouraged? Yeah. And you almost just want to give up. And, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm just going to go take a walk. And I went and took a walk, and I was just walking around these stores, and Holy Spirit just rose up and he said, go back to that apartment building and go and speak to that apartment building. I said, what? Speak to that apart? Yeah. You know, and, he, and then he began to remind me about Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Uh, you shall speak unto this mountain to be removed and it will be, and to be cast in the sea. And it will do whatever you do, what you tell it. And so I went, to, I went back to this building and I just began to speak to it. And uh, I was standing out in this lot across the street from the building. And I just said... You were going to yield an apartment to me and my wife in the name of Jesus. 
I command you to yield a place to me in the name of Jesus. Now, you know, some people might think this is just really flaky. It may be way off. But you know what? I heard from the Lord. And sometimes, you know, what the Bible says is that the Lord will just use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I, you know, I may have looked like a fool, but you know what? I was doing a wise thing here by following the Lord. And so I was just speaking to this place. And then the Lord said, okay, now, just like the children of Israel did, you, you circled this place seven times. I said, seven times? What are you talking about? It's like, well, if that's what I'm supposed to do now. This place was across the street from um, a Salvation Army uh, residential center, okay? And there were these guys that were just hanging out, you know, passing the day. And they're just looking at this little Chinese man walking around the block, you know, because this building was, you know, one whole city block. And I'm walking around the block, and I'm just saying, all right, in the name of Jesus, you're going to yield an apartment. You're going to yield a place a living place just for me and my wife in the name of Jesus. And I'm laying my hands on the bricks and I'm just saying, Lord, you know, you better really come through because these guys are looking at me like I am the biggest fool on earth circling this building. And I went around sometimes. He said, okay, now I want you to shout and praise me while you go around one more time. So it's like, oh, Lord, now I know, now I know I'm going to get on the shame show. But you know what? They don't know me from Adam. And you know what? They do not have a heaven or hell to put me in. So I'm just going to do what you told me to do. So I'm just like, hallelujah, praise God. And I'm just shouting now at the top of my lungs. And these guys are laughing. But it didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was what God told me. See, I was going to finish this race. I was going to finish this course. And I... uh, I, I, I finished up, and you know, the first thing, I'm kind of dating myself. I didn't have a cell phone at the time because there were no cell phones. So I go to the phone booth, and I call my wife at the hotel, and I say, Honey, did they call? Did, did anybody from the, did the apartment manager call? Did she say, you know, because I, I just knew for sure after all this, something was going to break loose. You know, I didn't hear anything. So I said, Okay, praise God, I'm, I'm still walking by faith and not by sight. So I walk back to the hotel room. I get on the phone, and I call this woman up. And I, her name was Amy. And I said, hey, Amy, did anything come up? And she said, Mr. Hing, you won't believe this. But just about five minutes ago, some tenants just released a unit that uh, is actually bigger than the one that you were looking at. I said, that's God. And so I said, come on, hurry up, get... Let's go. Let's run over there. You know, I mean, I said, don't let anybody take that unit. And I got there, praise God. And you know what? This place was twice the size of what we were looking at. See, when God leads you to where you need to be, praise God, he leads you into the victory circle. Amen. The race is never over until you win. And praise God, when we got there, That was where God was able to just use us to minister to people. Amen. And use us in in great and mighty ways. And we had a testimony to share with people. And people were like, you know, people that lived in that town, they would come over to our place and said, how did you find this place? We would just tell them, it's God. And see, when you follow the Lord, 
when you run the race course that he has for you, praise God, you always come out on the winning side. You always come out far better than you could ever do on your own. Amen? But it takes doing those things. Forgetting the past. Amen? Getting rid of the weights. Positioning yourselves. And then, praise God, pressing your way. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to press your way? Praise God. Press your way into victory. Amen? Let's wrap it up with this in Isaiah 40. Praise God. Isaiah 40, 31. Glory to God. It says here, and I'm going to read out of the uh, Amplified Version. Verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord. Now, we often look at that word wait as kind of being a passive verb. But it's not, there's nothing passive about waiting on the Lord. And I love how the Amplified Version puts it. Who expect. So you have to be expecting. You don't ask the Lord for something and then not expect something. Amen? It says that we are to expect and then look for. Remember, Paul was talking about how we have our eyes. We press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ. Amen? And hope in Him. You'd never give up your hope. And when you do these three, three things, when you expect, when you look for, and when you hope in Him, praise God, He will renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. I'm talking about finishing strong, amen? They shall, not, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. I don't know about you, but I was watching the, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics in London, you know, and they have these uh, longer distance races on the track. And you know what? On that last lap, what do you hear? You hear that bell, that cowbell being rung, right? That's a signal to let every race, racer in the race know, last lap. And you know, you see who's going to win the race because the ones who have something left in the tank, the ones who kick it up and ratchet it up another notch in their stride, praise God. Not the ones that are like gasping for breath, not the ones who are looking beside them, seeing, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can keep up with this, with this group. No, it's the one who's looking ahead and kicking it into high stride. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? The ones who finish strong. They're the ones who get the prize. Amen? How many of you ready to get the prize? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and give them glory and praise. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. The bell has sounded. This is the last lap. Hallelujah. And we're not going to just walk. We're not going to faint. We're not going to become weary. But, Father, we're going to run. Run toward the finish line. We're going to finish strong this year. Hallelujah. We're going to do what you told us to do. We're going to be in position to hear what you have for us to do, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have outstretched next. Looking forward to what 2013 has.
has before us. Father, we thank you, Lord. We have divine appointments ahead of us. We thank you, Lord, that we have divine favor working on behalf of us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the way maker, that you're making a way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. That you will cause rivers to flow in the desert. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, where there is no way you will make a way. And Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we win in Jesus' name. We have the victory. Hallelujah. We may not see it. We may not feel it. We may not taste it. But, Father, we know. We've read the end of the book. We win in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.